All right. Sorry. <clears throat> Y'all know last week I, I kept telling myself to slow down. Now I feel like I need to speed up. Um, but, uh, okay. Hurry up. Take your time. Hurry up. Take your time. We had a guy, we had a guy in Key West we went to a long time ago and, and he trained cats, which is strange, but he trained cats to like do tightrope and jump through hoops. Huh? Wow. That was a long time ago. This guy up front here was two months old. Thanks. That makes me feel really, really old. <laughs> huh? He's 16 now. Okay, stop. Thanks. I said thanks to like stop. But anyway, that's where I, he, was, he was from another country. He said, hurry up, take your time. Hurry up, take your time. He said that all the time. And I say it all the time. And, you know, just recently I, I got this contract with Mass Aviation with Airbus. Um, and there's a guy from Ireland, and he says it. It's the first time I've ever heard it since that. It must be an Irish thing. Hurry up, take your time. Anyway, that has nothing to do. I just thought it was funny. Because Melvin said it. Melvin, are you Irish? Was that Melvin? That was Fred. Fred's Irish. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. <clears throat> I had a really funny story, so just imagine I told it to you and you laughed. I'm going to skip over it. <laughs> I'm going to skip over it because I want to get to what I want to talk about. It was funny, and I'll tell you another time. I'll have to tie it in with another message. But I want to jump right into what we're talking about because I have too much to say, and I want to say it. <laughs> Hurry up, take your time. So, <laughs> how many of you know that, okay, we've been talking about Inside Out. Uh, some of you haven't been here the, the last three weeks. We've been talking about Inside Out. Um, I, I, I got that from the previous series we did of, of, uh, of love when I got the image of a heart and began to study hearts and the way the heart works is it pumps blood out and it's like a vine and you got this guy with all of his arteries going out. And, uh, <clears throat> and so I got this, this inside out thing the same way we, we're healed from the inside out because our spirit inside us is healed. Sickness tries to come on us. We're not sick trying to be made well. We're, we're, our spirit is well, but sickness manifests in our body. It, it comes on us. And so the, the whole thing was, and I learned way more than I ever did in school about the heart and arteries and check valves and how it fires and everything. I know we have medical people in here that know more than I do. Um, but it was interesting to learn just even just a little bit of that and see how it paralleled um, in the spirit. It was really interesting to see how, how all that looked and then how the arteries look just like a vine coming from your heart when you pull everything else out of the way. And so we've been talking about that and Inside Out was obviously the movie that was recently out, the cartoon movie, whatever I thought about that. And so I used kind of the colors and stuff for the Inside Out thing. But... Um, but it's just part of the kingdom that we represent. Healing and wholeness is part of the kingdom that came when Jesus came and died. Does that make sense? We, when, when, we, when we're healed, we seek healing and we accept and we receive healing, but it's just part of a bigger picture. We, we don't want to neglect it. That's why we're, just, we're talking about this for, for a time because that's what I feel like we, we need to understand that a little bit clearer. So... Healing is part of a bigger kingdom. Healing is not the end. Healing is just part of something that we're experiencing within this kingdom that Jesus ushered in when, when he died and was resurrected. Okay. So, how many of you know healing is covenant provided? We don't have to work for it. The same way we didn't have to work for salvation. The same way we don't have to strive for God to love us. He does love us and we receive it. Healing is the same way we receive healing. We don't have to um, name it and claim it. I know that was a... <laughs> That was a movement for a while where you name it, claim it, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. Whatever, whatever, whatever I have faith to do is going to be. So I, I claim, you know, I need four cars and, you know. So you, 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 you come up with what you need and you try to back God into a corner by scripture or try to twist his arm or try to, try to formulate it to where you get, you get what you think is the right thing for you. But that's all self-centered. We're not supposed to name it and claim it. We're supposed to receive it and distribute it. 
We're supposed to receive. This is not, it's not about you. You see how twisted that can get? Because if we depend on what we think we need, we can, we can get way off. Way off. <laughs> um, and the Bible tells us that. It's seek, seek first his kingdom. And all the other things, they, they'll come. Seek first him. Don't worry about all that stuff. Because if you start naming and claiming all these little things, you're not seeking first his kingdom. We've got to get these things in order. We abide in the vine, not in branches. We talked about that too. We abide in him. This is, this is who we are. So we receive it. Healing is just a byproduct of the covenant that we have with Jesus. How many of you know that we're in a new covenant? We're not in the old covenant. We're not in, we're not in this perpetual cycle of blessings and cursings. We're not stuck in that rut that they were in the, in the old covenant. We have a new covenant, a much better covenant. <laughs> much, much better. Thank God that we were included in that covenant. That's a good covenant. Um, <laughs> how many of you know you have to have $10,000 for someone to steal it from you? Remember what we talked about last week? We have it. Remember when the, when, when the disciples uh, talked about silver and gold, I do not have, but what I have I give you? They had it. So you have to have $10,000 to have someone steal it from you. What does the devil come to do? What's our enemy come to do? Kill, steal, and destroy. You have to have something for him to try to steal it from you, right? So we have it. This is something that resides inside us. This, this authority that God gave us when Jesus came to live with us, this living moving, <laughs> sounds like a, an animal, this living, moving, breathing thing, this, this Holy Spirit is a big boy <laughs> and, and is, is, is much more powerful than I think we give it credit for and we feel like we need to do it on our own. Well, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. No, you need to freely receive and freely give because you can't give anything that you don't have. But guess what? You have it. And why, and why waste your time? And this is, oh, man probably, I don't know how many years after I got saved, how, how many times I tried to get something that I already had. <laughs> have you ever spent just a ton of time trying to get something that you already have? It doesn't make any sense. But we do, when, when, when we're born again, when we're saved, Christ gives us his spirit, and then unfortunately, sometimes we, we get taught the wrong thing, or, or we even think the wrong thing, and we think, okay, well now I've, I've really got to work for it. Now that I've gotten it for free, I've really got to, really got to work hard to keep it. Doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. You've got it. You don't work hard for something you have. You, uh, you identify with it and you receive it, and that's who you are. Does that make sense? I say that makes sense a lot. Tracy called me out on it last week. She was like, that was really good, but you said, does that make sense a lot? And so now I'm real self-conscious about it, so I apologize if I stop every time I say that. <laughs> Hurry up. Take your time. <laughs> Apparently, Jordan ate a donut and put it on my piece of paper here. There's chocolate. There's sticky chocolate on here. Yeah. I'm hurrying. I'm hurrying. All right. Tell your neighbor you already have it. Tell your other neighbor. Look at the other. Tell them you already have it. The reason I'm doing this is because I just spent, I just spent three days in Dallas. I had to fly over there for, for work, and I sat through a whole day of PowerPoint presentations, and I hated every second of it. The only, thing I, the only thing I learned was how, hopefully, I never sound like that from up here. <laughs> and I apologize if I have up to this point. But what I did learn is the half day, the very last day we were there, the half day we were there, we did a lot of practical um, kind of uh, uh, hands-on kind of workshop type things. And I enjoyed that. I, I learned more that way. I was, it was more interactive. We had scenarios um, 
how many square feet we have to do this and how many pieces are need to be painted. Okay, well, what kind of system do we need to provide and design all this? Way more than you even care to know. But we, we gathered as groups and we talked to each other and we discussed it and, and it was really good. But it was because we kind of got out of our seats and we talked to each other that it kind of it kind of woke us up to kind of see what was going on. So if I, if I make you repeat things or look at people, I, that's why. It's because I want you to be kind of understanding what's going on and it just kind of keeps us awake because honestly... I'm sure I can get boring at some point. So I'll try to spur you a little bit if I feel like y'all are falling asleep. So we don't name it and claim it. We receive it and distribute it. It's so much easier. Thank you. Thank you, God. It's not about us. 1 John 5, 14 um, through 15 says, uh, now this is the, 1 John 5, 14, 15. Um, now this is the confidence, everyone say confidence, that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's why we have to understand that, it's, that, that, that God wills good health and good things for us because it's according to his will. So you, you, you see the difference between the name it and claim it thing and then understanding God's will, receiving and giving? We, we, don't, we don't decide what's best for us and what's best for other people. We align ourselves with God's will, but we have to know what God's will is first. We have to know that God's will is good or we're not going to be confident. How many of you have been asked to pray for someone? We've all, usually most of us have. If not, you will be pretty soon because we're going to be doing more outreaches and I'll be asking you to pray for people. But, but when you pray for people, how many of you know you, you have to be kind of confident in it? I mean, you have to know that God's good. Now, we talked about uh, through these three weeks, we know that people are healed miraculously. We've seen it. We've seen people in our church healed 100% complete. And we've seen people that we prayed for that were not healed. We know that sickness exists in this, in this fallen world and it there is a battle going on. We don't fight against flesh and blood against principalities, but we, and we've talked about that. That manifests in our body. So, said all that to say, we, we, we see and we know that God's good. And so when we pray for people, we can pray God's goodness, God's lovingness, God's faithfulness for them. How many of you know that when you pray for people like that and they receive it in their spirit, that can manifest in their physical body? If I told Tracy... God thinks that you are awesome and he loves you and he loves you indefinitely. And, and how many of you know that that would make her feel good? That would make her happy. How many of you know if the enemy says, God hates you, Tracy, God does, is disappointed in you. How many of you know that would manifest, that could manifest physically in her body? She could feel bad. That could drag her down. The, the spiritual things that work inside us will manifest themselves in our natural body. Because what do we talk about? To have authority on earth, you have to have what? A body. God's kingdom, when, when Jesus, when we talked about kingdom, when Jesus brought his kingdom, a kingdom has a king, right? And a, and a king has a kingdom. Part of his kingdom is our body. We can't have authority on earth and we can't pray for people if we don't have a body. Paul has no authority on earth, the Apostle Paul, right now, because he doesn't have a body. Does that make sense? He may have influence because of the writings and the Holy Spirit, but we have authority on earth and we can pray for people because we still have this body. So it's important for us to be healthy. We want to be healthy. We want what's in our spirit to manifest in our physical body. It's, 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 it's really basic, simple at its core. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. So that's another thing. God doesn't want you to be hurt. He doesn't want to kill you. He doesn't want you to be sick. But you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You need to have confidence when you're praying for others. You need to know that, God's will, that God wills good health for them. And he wants them to be whole. And he wants them to, be, to know that they're loved. And he wants them to be healed physically too. This is all part of the kingdom that we bring. 
Um, and you guys know that this is an equipping church. <laughs> if you don't, I'm telling you now, we, <clears throat> we have to shift from being sheep to shepherds, all of us. It's not just, it's not just me. We, we've got to know that what we receive is, is designed and, and from the very beginning was designed to give. We don't just get it and, and hang on to it and hide it until Jesus comes back or until we die and we go to heaven. We will experience, to an extent, heaven on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray for people, that's advancing the kingdom of God. I almost said, does that make sense? But I didn't. <laughs> i got to think of something else, some other key word that I can use. Too many pastors use amen. I'm not just going to say amen all the time. I'll think of another clever word. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. All right. So. <laughs> Picking up what you're putting down. That sounds better, I guess. Matthew 9 and 33. Sorry, I'm trying to hurry. Matthew 9, 33. <laughs> hurry up, take your time. Matthew 9, uh, 33. Actually, this is 35. Then Jesus went out, went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Listen, that's not what we need to be. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Guys, you are the church. Um, we, as leadership of this church, we want to create um, opportunities for you guys to live out who you are. But we aren't, aren't going to do it for you. And, and though we want to be here to pray for you, my God, we're in the trenches with you. When you're struggling, when you're going through something, we are here for you. We're not, we're not here to condemn you. We, I mean, anything. But ultimately, we want us all to be, to be these, this shepherd, this, the whole shepherd mindset, not just sheep. Does that make... You almost did it again. I'm trying. I'm trying, Tracy. I'm trying. <laughs> for me? No, that's terrible. I'm not going to even repeat that because, because I know what's best for me. God, God won't do to you what he's not willing to do through you. If he heals you, praise God. Pray for somebody else. It's not about us. We've got to, we've got to take our, our, our eyes off of ourselves. Um. I'm going to skip all that. I just want to get to the good part. No, that was, <laughs> it was a bunch of other scriptures to just back up what I'm saying. You guys believe me, right? Well, we, <laughs> uh, let's see. Skip all that too. Yes. Right, and, and, the, and the Holy Spirit is life producing. It is, it, it is life. So when you share that, it's not... And, and the cool thing about it is it takes all the pressure off of us because here's the crazy thing. Ugh! The church for years that I've seen has tried to make Christians. Like, they signed a card, we made a Christian. <laughs> oh, we're awesome, we made a Christian. But the Holy Spirit is what makes Christians. Gosh, guys, don't. 
Don't think it's about you. Don't think it's because you messed up 10 minutes ago that you can't pray for someone and the same Holy Spirit that's in you can't, can't attract them and change their life forever. It's not about you. It's not about the church, uh, I mean, the building or anything like that. It's about, it's about the Holy Spirit that's in us and the Holy Spirit's a big boy and he will do a work in people. All, wh- what do we do? We sow and we water. Who gives the increase? Not me. All right. Your body runs on Jesus. <laughs> we talked about it. When you, leave, when you leave here and you run out of gas, put some orange juice in it and see how it runs. Put some, put some milk in it. Put some water in it. You don't run well on anxiety and depression and frustration. You weren't designed to run on that stuff. Can you be deceived and can, you, can, can that stuff manifest in your body and can trick you? Can the, can the enemy trick you even though you're saved and even though you have this Holy Spirit? Yeah. You can be lied to and you can be tricked and you can, you can, you can feel and see things in, in the natural that are not of God. But you're designed for love and peace and joy. Listen, even the, even the atheists, the cards are stacked against them. Because <laughs> even their organs desire, like they, their body desires something because it was created. So it's longing for something. It wants to be. How many people know people, and I know lots of people that are lost, and, and, and I've, I've had discussions with atheists and all kinds of different types of backgrounds and, and theologies, but they're all, they all long to be happy. They all long to have joy, and they all long to have peace and to be right and righteous. They all long for the same things. And the reason they long for those is because they were ingrained in them from the time they were, they were created in their mother's womb. Like we said before, God didn't didn't intricately create you in your mother's womb, and then when you were born, go, hmm, wonder how this thing works. <laughs> wonder how this human works. Wonder what makes him happy. I wonder what heals his body. If we believe that we're created, and I, I do, a lot, 100%, believe that we're created, and I hope that you do too, you're created by a creator who designed you and knows how you work. So when things don't work right, you go to the source. Say, okay, I don't know what's going on, but I'm stressed out, I'm fearful, I've got anxiety, God, align me with your will. We just saw his will is good. His, his will is to bring health and wholeness to us. Sozo, we talked about. Saved, he'll deliver what Jesus used. That's part of his kingdom. It's who we are. Don't you feel better when you receive truth God says about you? And walk in his joy and peace? I do. Um... Your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. You're a steward, not an owner. Even the idea that that we get 90% of our money and God gets 10% is old covenant. All of our money is his. Not to say you need to give your whole paycheck here, although I'm not going to stop you if you want to. What I'm saying is, whatever you give here, praise God. But when you leave here, everything's his. Your car, your money. We're just stewards. You know one out of every one person dies? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's the statistics. It's not me. We're stewards for a time. And God didn't leave us here alone. He didn't say, okay, and we talked about this too. God wasn't a, a, an idealist or a moralist. He was a realist. Because God didn't say, okay, hey guys, try this. He said, no, do this. I know what's best for you. In the same way, when, when, when we know that God is good and he wills good for us, we can steward our things and align them with his will. And they benefit us. Listen, does greed benefit you? No, that doesn't benefit us. When you give to people, doesn't that make you happy? 
we were giving dollars away. I mean, it was just dollars, and we were washing cars, and we had drinks and hot dogs and nachos. But it's fun. It's fun to give things to people because that's what we're created to do. That's why it feels good. <laughs> so, God's ownership of your body should give you confidence against sickness and disease. Resist sickness. It's trespassing on holy ground. Your body belongs to Jesus. He's a king. That's part of his territory. So we resist, the Bible tells us to resist the devil. So we, we don't allow those things to come on us. Sometimes we feel bad, we go, okay, and it's not the whole, let me persuade myself with right thinking and all this kind of, I'm not talking about brainwashing, I'm talking about aligning ourselves with God's will for us. We talked about this too uh, a few weeks ago. Just because you're in the hospital doesn't mean that God's trying to punish you. We know that God does not punish people with sickness. That's not how that works. What if the person next to you, the hospital, needs ministering and you're there for a reason, it's a divine appointment. You're going to get better, but this is just part of, of how it, how it kind of worked out. God knows how your body works. I t- I've told y'all, I don't know if i told y'all, but I've, I've told the youth a few times that uh, <clears throat> there was a time when I first, I first took over the youth here and then got real busy at work and, and I'd taken over a department at work or something happened and I was real, real busy and stressed out and I got a stomach bug. And I don't think God gave me a stomach bug, but I think he, he just like anything else, he could use it. I was on the, on the bathroom floor just really crying out, <laughs> crying out, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And really the Lord revealed to me that how little control I had over all the situations. Like I thought, this was like a Tuesday, and I was like, I've got to be at church Wednesday. I've got a job to do at work. I've got employees, and I've got things that are really important. that I don't have time for this. <laughs> he was like, you have no idea how little control <laughs> you have. You are so silly. <laughs> silly little human. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but it belongs, our bodies belong to the Lord, and so... Even though I was sick, he was ministering to me in the midst of that, and he revealed to me how it wasn't all about me, which he does all, all the time when I begin to think that it is. Um, we're going to come back to what I said in the beginning. Know that health and wholeness are covenant provided. It's about to get awesome. Are you ready for this? I love this part. This is the part that I wanted to get to. Know that health and wholeness are covenant provided. If you want to turn to John, uh, I'm sorry, turn to Matthew 15. Um, but while y'all are turning to Matthew 15, I'm going to tell you, John 6 says, Jesus announced that he is the bread of life. That's important to remember. He is the bread of life. Go to Matthew 15. It's about to get fun. Matthew 15, 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan This is a Canaanite. She's a Gentile. Remember that. This is a Gentile woman. She came from that region and cried out to him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. (laughs) She calls him Lord. She knows who he is. This is a Gentile. At this point, she's outside the covenant. Son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her, not a word. His disciples came and urged him saying, Send her away. She's she's a bother. She's, She's aggravating us. We've got better things to do. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now listen, he's, he's, he's talking about the new covenant that's coming and he's ministering to the Jews right now. But guess what? The Gentiles are coming. We're going to get in on it too. But for now, he's ministering to the Jews. So that's what he's saying. He's saying, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him. She knows who he is. She's not even in on the covenant yet. But she comes and she worships him. 
And she says a simple prayer. Lord, help me. How many of you have been there? Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread, there's bread, and throw it to the little dogs. Now listen, he's not trying to be rude to her. This is a covenant term. Bread, Passover, this is what they're talking about with the Israelites. It's not good to, to give someone outside the covenant what's meant for the covenant, is what he's saying. Because he's ministering to, to the Jews at this time. That it hasn't, the door hasn't opened for the Gentiles yet. And she said, Lord, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. She knows who she's talking to. She understands. Then Jesus answered and said to her, Oh, woman, great is your faith. How excited is he? He sees. She recognizes it. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Praise God. (laughs) Man, that's good. Crumbs from this covenant healed her daughter. How good is this covenant that we're in now? Man. Verse 26, he says, he's, he's saying he's the bread of life and she recognizes it. She sees it. She knows who he is and she worships him. This is a woman outside of the covenant. It hasn't even been opened yet. In verse 27, she's saying, I know I'm not worthy. I know I don't deserve it, but I know who you are. <laughs> and you're good. And this covenant is so good that my daughter can be healed by the crumbs left over from it. She knows who he is. In verse 28, he's, he marvels at her faith and the goodness and generosity of God because after his, death and, after his death and resurrection, a whole lot more than crumbs will be made available. Let me ask you a question. If just a crumb from this covenant healed this Gentile woman's daughter, how much more will the whole loaf do for you? We're married to it now. This is what's in us. We don't have to beg like we're outside of the covenant because we're in it now. It's in us. We have it. It's not what we do. It's who we are. It's the spirit that lives inside us and it manifests in our mortal bodies. Remind you, you have to have $10,000 for someone to steal it. And you'll never outgrow your need of him. We talked about it before. We abide in the vine. We don't abide in branches. If you're worried about what that person, how this person's hurt your feelings, God never told you to abide in that person. He told you to abide in him. And he's good. And he heals all those wounds. People can be mean. They can, they can break you and they can hurt you. But you abide in him and it's like salve. We talked about salvation. It's like salve. His word's like healing. It's good. It feels good. Physically feels good. You know, we talked about our body will protest. God doesn't, doesn't tell you don't commit adultery <laughs> because he thinks it's just bad. He doesn't want you to get shot. <laughs> And what about that guy that does that or that girl that does that or whatever? You think that they're not going to have ulcers from stressing out about lying to their spouse? You think their body's not going to manifest what's happening inside of them? We're not made for that. The, the, 
the, the things that the, the commands that God gives us after the new covenant aren't commands. They're just, they're just aligning you with what you're meant to do. It's really simple. He's just like, hey, let me help you because, <laughs> silly human, I made you. So we abide in the vine. We don't, we, don't, um, we don't depend on other people and we don't depend on things or, um, or items or anything that we can gain ourselves. And this, this, this bleeds into the church, unfortunately. Because we begin to get puffed up and we think that we've got something somebody else doesn't have. Listen, one of the reasons I'm bringing Dana in here and one of the reasons I'm going to continue to bring other people in here is because I want to network with people in Mobile. And it's not that I think that it's going to grow our church, it's going to be anything great. I just think that it's important for us to hear from other people and the words of their testimony will edify us. And I need it too. You guys are, if you haven't already, you're going to get sick of hearing me all the time and I want to break that up a little bit too. But what, I, but what I want to do is I want to hear other people's testimonies because other people are seeing and hearing from the Lord. It's not just me. So you guys stand up with me. Um, we're going we're gonna to pray. Um, I'm going to pray over everyone, and then we're going to have uh, the Turners up here and, and Melvin and Libby, if you guys can come up. I'm going to pray over you guys. If you need prayer, Trace and I are going to go to the back. Uh, if you just need to talk to us or need prayer, listen. If, if you've never experienced this new covenant, I invite you to come up here and talk to one of these guys or talk to us in the back. Um, we just want to pray for you. It's not complicated. The gospel is really simple. Um, and he loves you and he wants you to experience it. If, you just, if you're just dealing with something, you're going through something, listen, we want to pray for you. We're just agreeing with you. And we want to align your spirit with God's spirit. We want to align that and so he can heal you. And it's not some special power that the Turners have. It's not some special power that, that Melvin and Libby have, but it's a spirit and it's an agreement that we come into and you can realize it and you begin to see it and it will manifest in your mortal body right now. <laughs> we pray for that person. <laughs> that, they, <laughs> that they'll experience the love and life of Jesus. Amen. All right. Father, thank you that everything that, that you do in us is good. Father, that if we, if we think any different, Father, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a perception issue. Um, it's not you. Father, I pray that, that any, any um, deception from the enemy would be bound up. Father, any, um, any lies that, that would, would trick us and try to steal um, that joy from us, Father, that it, it's trespassing. <laughs> Father, our body is yours. Father, as we go out this week, I pray that you would just highlight people that we can build up and lift up and speak life into. Father, and I pray for the same thing, that, that other people, that you would put people in our lives that would, would do the same for us, that would just build us up and speak life into us, just reveal who we are in you. Father, as we go out and co-labor with you, we don't have to be responsible for your Holy Spirit, Father. We just distribute it. Like uh, Reinhard Bonnke says, we don't have to defend a lion, we just open the cage. <laughs> Father, I pray for a, a massive cage opening. <laughs> and we go out in the city and we love people and they don't understand why we're giving them money. <laughs> we don't, they don't understand why we're loving them without expecting anything in return. But Father, that, that as your Holy Spirit begins to move in them, they go, oh, I get it. I get it. It's not about me. It's not about them. It's about you, Lord. It's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your authority and your spirit that lives within us. Father, thank you for this new covenant that you've given freely. Who doesn't love free things? <laughs> thank you, Father, for your free gift. We receive it. 
And I declare that over everyone in here, Father, that they would just receive your great love. In Jesus' holy name, amen, amen.